Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. And on today's episode, longtime Nation member and in quotes, I will say friend because I think the friendship is one way. I love him, but I don't think he likes me too much. And that is longtime employee and ring announcer for Ring of Honor, the legendary Bobby Cruz. Bobby, how are you this morning? Oh, we're just tossing the word legendary around, huh? That's not bad. You are a legendary ring announcer, and and I I think, honestly, and I've said this to you before, I've said it on the show, you're one of the great ring announcers in pro wrestling. I appreciate that. You know, I was thinking recently that – how things cycle through, whether it's life or in sports or in wrestling. And I, I thought about the other day, maybe the last time I was on the show, um, or I remember saying I put out a tweet and um, I had called myself the best male ring announcer on television because at that time, and then that a fan like, wow, what an arrogant uh, prick you are. What an what a ego you have, which I don't, but um then somebody else, before I could respond, said, wait a minute. He's the only male ring announcer on television. Like every, every, every other company was using females at the time. And I was thinking about it the other day. I'm like, now, like now all the old guys, we're all back. Justin's back. Dave Penzer's back. You know, yep. the two, two younger guys in WWE. I think like NXT is the only one with a female ring announcer now. So it's just weird how things just cycle through. But you know what? You've been there. You've done that. And a big reason why I wanted to have you on the show today Bobby is because on Friday, Ring of Honor's 19th anniversary show, the pay-per-view Friday night, and it's a stacked card. And the main event is going to be longtime Ring of Honor wrestler Jay Lethal going up against ROH world champion Roosh. So when you look back now at your career with Ring of Honor, which started back in 2003, this is a bit of a milestone for you on Friday night. It is. Every time we have one of these anniversary shows or final battle, these, you know, these annual shows um, that have been around for um, so long, I start to count, oh, my God, this is what number what for me or number what of the It's amazing. I did the same thing with final battle in December, um, being there since as the lead ring announcer since um, 2004. It's it's incredible. Like if I if I was smarter when I'm done with this, I could just write a really, really good book about all the things I've seen and all the talent that's come and gone and come back and never come back or whatever. Uh, I'm not like um, smart enough to write that book. I might have to have a ghostwriter, but um, it's been a, it's been quite a journey. So it really is when you think about it to be in a company like this for 16, 17 years as the lead ring announcer is uh, kind of unheard of these days. It really is. And, and it told, it shows how good you are at what you do, but also shows what ring of honor is as a company. And, and they've shown lately, especially during this pandemic, how loyal they are to their employees. And 
unfortunately, this anniversary show is going to be unlike so many others because you're in the bubble and you've been in the bubble for quite some time as Ring of Honor has been putting on TV products during this pandemic. How difficult has this process been for you? You know, it's first of all, as you said, um, it, you've known me long enough. I'm a straight shooter. I don't say things unless I mean them. And sometimes it gets when I do say things, it gets me in trouble. But um, Ring of Honor has been absolutely amazing through this whole thing. Um, you know, I basically did nothing from March of last year until October, uh, as far as holding a microphone for Ring of Honor and being on the contract that, you know, I received what I was supposed to get paid the first of every month, right on the money. Um, and I know they did that with the contracted people. I just absolutely incredible that the way they took care of us. Um, but, um, you know, it's, it is different. It's, there's no doubt about it. It's different. It's the funny thing for me specifically is, um, I, I'm like the guy like in baseball that you'd want up in the bottom of the night when you just need a single with the bases loaded to win the game. Uh, I always felt like I'm better under pressure. So I find myself in the bubble um, where there's no fans. And when obviously we're not live, we can just edit, record things. Uh, I'm, I, I'll make mistakes. Like, and, and I know this is going to happen. Like I even told myself. So I remember we, I think it was December. Um, I announced Jonathan Gresham as the TV champion, not once, but twice. When he's the pure champion, <laughs> actually Jay Leafa came up to me. He's like, "Are you drunk? Like, what is what is you like? You never make mistakes." But so I'm like, it's so for me, I find I have to concentrate more um, because I don't have that fan interaction, the fan atmosphere, and so forth. It's just cameras. That's all it is. So I I could you know in MSG stand in front of uh, eighteen thousand people announcing the ladder match with a, you know, one of the cameras right on my face as I'm, uh, you know, doing the world title match and I won't miss a beat, but this stuff here with the bubble and um, it's just weird. I can't explain it. I, I, I need the pressure. So I can't wait till the fans are back and I can't wait till we're back streaming and, and putting stuff out live. But um, I, I didn't know what to expect, um, do, you know, filming like this, but other than, you know, the obvious uh, rabid fans that ring of honor usually has without we don't have those, but everything else is just right on the money. The, the stuff looks great on television with the production and the, the screens and the graphics and the VTR packages and, and everything. And of course, whether it's, uh, you know, 20,000 people somewhere or if it's an empty arena that we have to film in because of COVID, um, our, the stuff in the ring has always been what Ring of Honor has made its money on. And, uh, you know, it, that hasn't changed. It's, it's amazing that our athletes just go out there and just kill it no matter what the circumstances are. And that can't be, I talk about me, but that can't be easy. Um, you know, going out there for these guys and, and putting on these matches that they're putting on and, you know, you don't have that adrenaline rush from the, from the crowd. Yeah. And, and I've said this on busted open too, like the pure wrestling tournament that took place, like the wrestling has been top notch, but you mentioned about the crowd and with ring of honor, You've gone through so many roster changes throughout the years. The one constant has been that rapid fan base of the Ring of Honor fan. It is a key ingredient, but somehow you've been able to push forward even without the fans. Yeah, it's like I said, it's a credit to the company. It's a credit to the athletes that we have on our roster. Um, they're the ones, you know, that, that, that are putting this stuff together. Our production team, just everyone is just the effort and the um, morale is just really, really high. Um, and, and we're, we're cranking out some really, really, uh, really quality stuff. 
Now, has the bubble been able to keep out Carrie Silkin, or has he been able to find his way inside? No. Yeah, so Carrie hasn't um, hasn't made its way into the bubble. However, um, I believe, I don't know if it's just breaking news. You have a breaking news thing, but um, I think Carrie just recently got his second shot of a vaccine. So, nice. uh, so I would assume that uh, our next bubble will, uh, will the, be the big return of Carrie Silken. Would you be able to go the rest of your life without hearing motor breath by Jethro Tull? <laughs> no, no. A matter of fact, you know, we don't, we don't uh, do any of that stuff. Um, you know, obviously, cause we don't have show open. Like yeah. I think wink, wink. I think if uh, our next bubble and Carrie's there, I think I'll have to talk to production and uh, just play it, play it for him. Yeah, I, he deserves it. And I love Kerry Silken. And he still waves the flag for Ring of Honor. He's, he's such a great ambassador uh, uh, for Ring of Honor and a great historian for pro wrestling. And when you think of the history of pro wrestling, you just mentioned it before, Bobby. And that is you standing in the middle of that ring, uh, ring announcing at Madison Square Garden less than two years ago. Like, it, it's crazy because there's been so many changes since then. But was that was that the greatest moment of your career? being at Madison Square Garden that night? Um, it was definitely one of. It's so hard to say, you know, that this was that the, the crowning moment or anything like that, but it certainly was one of. Um, it was such a chaotic day. Uh, obviously, a major pay-per-view in conjunction with New Japan, so I had to have a meeting with New Japan and translators to work with their ring announcer for their matches and so forth. So next thing I know, it's like time to put on the, the tox and get ready to go because um, we were going on the air. So I tried to take it all in. I also tried to, you know, just kind of take a moment and, and realize that, um, you know, nobody had really held the microphone for pro wrestling in that building uh, except WWE people for yep. since 1560-something or whatever it was. And, of course, that was Howard Finkel's house who is, uh, you know, who is something, the guy that, you know, made me want to be a ring announcer. Um, so that was, um, I try to take all that stuff in, but I look back at, you know, once in a while I'll go back and, and look at that footage and stuff and, and, or some of the pictures that are on my phone. I'm like, Jesus, we really did like Madison square garden. That's crazy. Yeah. Sold out Madison square garden. What, you know, over these, years that you've been a part with the company now, 18 years that you've been a part of ring of honor. What are some of the special moments that you've lived through the decades? You know, aside from individual matches, which I could list forever. Um, it's, you know, I think the first time we went over to the UK, uh, we carry on the company and that, and we had, uh, I don't want to mention specific matches, but in Liverpool, you know, Nigel McGuinness's home country to have a unification match between the pure title and the world title with, with he and Brian Danielson, that atmosphere was crazy. Um, you know, even though I had been to Japan before for Japanese companies going like literally having ring of honor events in Japan, which who would have thought that would have ever happened years and years ago. Um, the first time we knew we were going to do a pay-per-view, which was respect is earned at the, um, the Manhattan center back when Gabe was booking, um, you know, to get that, distributed and get that out there when basically we'd always been a tape and DVD company. Um, and then of course the HD net deal. So it's just, you know, it, it's different things that have happened, whether it's, you know, getting overseas with the company and bringing, you know, ring of honor action to fans overseas or different steps that we've taken over the years um, with television distribution or, or so forth. Cause it's crazy. I always, you know, and I, I 
for years, you know, I Ring of Honor to me has always had some of the best wrestling inside the ring. It's like you said, the roster turns over, somebody leaves and goes to WWE or something, um, and it's just someone else gets a chance to step up. And I've seen it happen so many times, and it, and it, whoever gets that opportunity hits it out of the park. But I always felt there was a gap between our in-ring action and our presentation. Um, and it's certainly over the past few years, especially, um, they're both here right now. You know, our yeah. in-ring action is great. And anyone that watches that TV show or pay-per-views, um, you know, not only, like I said, the in-arena production with the screens and so in the lighting and so forth, but um, our production crew, it's unbelievable with the video packages um, that they put together, the profile pieces that were a big part of the Pure Tournament when it aired. Um, just just incredible. I, I, I'm blown away. And that, that stuff that earlier in my career, I really didn't pay attention to. But I've, I've learned to, over the years, really, really appreciate the people behind the scenes that do that stuff. You know, I, I always do. I love lists. I'm a list guy here on Busted Open. I always say, you know, top 10 greatest matches, top 10 wrestlers. And you just mentioned a certain matchup. You know, for me, one of the greatest feuds of all time in pro wrestling was that Nigel McGuinness, uh, Brian Danielson feud that that went on for years and at the Manhattan Center, no matter where, it was always the main event, always attracted a huge audience. In your eyes, because you've seen a lot of them, is that one of the best feuds ever to come out of Ring of Honor? Yeah, definitely. That it definitely was. It, you know that 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 had a lot of emotion in it too. You know, yeah. and and so many Ring of Honor matches did. I mean, even, and you didn't even need them to be title matches. I mean, one of the most electric uh, atmospheres I've ever announced in front of, which was one of our smaller crowds when it came to New York City because it was in that uh, New Yorker hotel in the ballroom there, which was a small venue, was jo uh, Samoa Joe and Kenta Kobashi. Um, that's one of the our legendary Ring of Honor matches, and that atmosphere, um, just unbelievable. Um, you know, so it's not only the quality of the matches, which is usually right off, right off the charts, it's also the atmosphere, uh, because of our crowd and, and, and so forth. But I'm, I'm, you, I, I can't even, you know, I've been asked so many times, what's your favorite match? And I'm like, there's no way. There's, I can't do it. There's no way. Yeah, and, and really for a company that's been around as long as Ring of Honor, because, you know, especially on this show, and Busted Open's been on now for 12 years, um, a lot of people leave companies, have bad things to say. They're, they're, bothered about, you know, the creative department or they're bothered with management. You know, so many people have come in and out of Ring of Honor, but very rarely do you ever hear a wrestler say anything bad about Ring of Honor. Uh, as um, Amazingly so, Bobby, it's just the opposite. Even when wrestlers, you know, leave Ring of Honor, they still kind of wave the flag for that company. Um, does that surprise you at all? Or is that say, you know what, I, I know it because I've been here. Yeah, it's not a surprise to me, and especially knowing the people. You know, obviously, people that have moved on to work for other companies, they can only wave that Ring of Honor flag so much, um, and I get it uh, from their past. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's you know, I, I still have friends that, that were with us for years that I will text with or whatever that have in WWE or AEW or wherever they go. Um, and you're right. You don't hear the negative stuff because they, they were treated well. And, you know, when it came down to it, they were given – a showcase, you know, a showcase, maybe ring of honor was that first national or international, um, you know, look, I guess they, they were able to get. 
And, um, you know, these guys obviously took advantage of it and, and, and some stayed, some moved on, some stayed, moved on and came back. Um, but yeah, I, I'm really not surprised that you don't hear anything negative because I don't know what could be said negative. You know, it, it's, it, it really is a place that, um, you know, I've, I've had other, I've had wrestlers who used to be in WWE that would never win ring of honor that I've uh, run into and maybe in a, one indie show I'll announce a year or something. And they'll say, Hey, how do I get a look in ring of honor? How do I, you know, so it's, it, yeah. it, 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 it's been so long now being 19 years. Um, and it's been such a stable company, whether Carrie owned it or now with Sinclair broadcast group owning it. Um, as far as stable, as far as um, what we put out in the ring, as far as our in ring product that has never changed. Um, and, and I don't think it ever will. If you had to choose one, and I know this is going to be a difficult question. If you had to choose one wrestler that over these 19 years that you would say was the face of the company, who would that be? Why do you do this? Why are you asking me that? I have mine. I instantly think of one wrestler in particular over any other when I think of Ring of Honor. You know, I've seen people have said, hey, if there was a Mount Rushmore of Ring of Honor, like, who would you put up? And I don't even know if I could pick just a, multiple people for Mount Rushmore. I might, like, I need, might need, like, four Mount Rushmores. Um, boy, boy. You know what? I want to hear yours first. and then, then uh... I, I, Honestly, mine would be Jay Lethal. Okay. The, and the, the one guy that comes to mind when I think of Ring of Honor – Close. Brian Danielson is definitely one, but I would probably have to go with Jay Lethal. Okay, and, and Jay's an interesting case because you know his first "quote unquote" big time exposure was in Ring of Honor. Um, you know, kind of like Samoa Joe was his mentor. Jay was very yep. young at the time. And then, of course, Jay went to TNA for years and then came back and has been absolute gold since he came back to, to Ring of Honor and all the stuff he's accomplished and the title reigns, but also the, the quality of matches and the number of quality matches is unreal. Um, see, I might get heat if I uh, start, you know, from, from well, you chose to have it go to me before you answered. I asked you first and then I was going to wait to tell you mine. So that was on you, Bobby. Yeah. now I'm not going to, that was a trap. So, <laughs> but I will tell you that that is a great choice, but that's a great trap. But you know, I, Thinking, thinking back of the 19 years, like, look at the Briscoes. You know, it's amazing. Brisco, yep. The Briscoes have been there since day one. They've been there since day one so much that, you know, the first event, which I was not a part of, I'm not that old, um, but, um, you know, Jay Briscoe wrestled. Mark Briscoe couldn't wrestle because he was too young to wrestle. So he was like in Jay Briscoe's corner back in 2002 at that first event. Um, and, and they have been there since day one. Um, I think they might be the only ones that have me on seniority now, uh, as far as how, you know, tenure, but, um, you know, I sit as with as much as they've, they've accomplished as 11 time ring of honor, world tag team champions, Jay lethal, two time world champion. Uh, and so far, I still think that they're undervalued. I still think they're underrated. Um, and it, I think it's because they are just so consistently great. Yep. And, you know, and, and they've been there so long. Um, they didn't go to another company and come back. They didn't go to another company and never come back, whatever. They've always been with ring of honor. And um, they, they, those two guys as to me, it's amazing that I even have to say 
that I, I feel that they're underappreciated and underrated when you look at the big picture of Ring of Honor over the years. And Jay Briscoe having some great single runs in, in Ring of Honor as well. Um, it is, it's really hard to choose because just coming off, I, I, I look at NXT right now with the WWE, there's, there's storylines that are going on on NXT that I've already seen before with Ring of Honor. <laughs> it's crazy yeah. when you think about it, but it's true. I, I, I get all my wrestling, what's going on by reading um, results, you know, online and so forth. And I, 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 I saw a funny comment from a fan after, um, you know, the recent uh, interaction with Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly. And, and yep. it, it's something like, oh, it's funny that uh, I don't know if it was WWE itself or, or companies or whatever, but uh, it's, it's funny that uh, they're acting like this is the first time that Adam Cole ever turned on uh, Kyle O'Reilly. You know, <laughs> you know there's, a, there's a lot of history there, but. Yeah, it's uh, it, and it, that's the interesting thing is too is they, you know, that faction that they had there was all Ring of Honor, former Ring of Honor guys, you know. Yeah. So, um, you know, I like, I like, I really like when I see that stuff. Um, how difficult was it with COVID? Because Ring of Honor was on such a high, they created such a buzz and so so much momentum going into that show at Madison Square Garden, sold out. Uh, just it, it's it's crazy. Two years ago, um, how hard has it been and how difficult will it be coming out of this to kind of get the momentum and get that buzz back? You know, I had this conversation with someone in our office last year. And I feel now, obviously, I want to make sure I say this the right way. COVID has been devastating to yes. people, potentially, you know, deaths, loss and so forth. I'm strictly speaking for Ring of Honor as a wrestling product. Mm -hmm. um, it it almost it was almost uh, a blessing um, that we had to shut down basically for a little bit. And what I mean by that is, you know, our houses were down um, a bit. Um, that's I don't think that's any secret. I mean, there's there's no embarrassment in announcing things cycle through; they go up and down. No. Um, our houses were down. Uh, obviously AEW had for, you know, been on TV for months, um, you know, impact has kind of rebounded and they're doing some good stuff. WWE is what WWE is. Um, and so we weren't ring of honor. Wasn't the cool kids, um, you know, anymore. And it, I've seen it go up and down over the years. We've been the coolest kid. And then we've been, you know, maybe an afterthought, some, some, some wrestling fans. Uh, and we were kind of getting into that spot again, I think, where, you know, things had cooled down. And um, so for the company itself, um, and it's especially since they've taken such great care of the talent during that time, uh, it, to me, and I hate to use the word blessing, that's not the right word, but it, 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 it may have done some good um, that we had to kind of couldn't run events, couldn't run in front of live crowds, uh, and had to kind of settle down a little bit kind of hit the reset button. Um, and then when we got into last late last summer and doing the pure tournament, I mean, what a return to for ring of honor and to back to our regular original weekly TV show. Um, and since then, I think we've been, what I, I honestly think our TV show has been tremendous now since we've returned. And I don't just BS and say that, I mean, it really, really is solid stuff. And, um, and I, I hope people are watching it. They can have a chance to watch it free. In a, in a number of different ways. If they're not, I would certainly recommend checking it out. And I'm not chilling for the company. I'm just saying 
if you're a wrestling fan, watch our show. Bobby, for you, been doing this for a long time, been with Ring of Honor for so long. What's your goals now? You've accomplished a lot. You've, you've been a ring announcer in some of the most major cities and arenas throughout the world. What's your goals now that you've seemed to have accomplished so much? It's a good question. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I have any personal goals. I've always been someone who I, I, I've always tried to realize my role. You know what I mean? Uh, as a ring announcer. Okay. It, you, you know, you have to have a, obviously wrestlers. You have to have a referee. You have to have commentators and you have to have a ring announcer. To me, out of that package of people, the least important is the ring announcer. So I've always tried to, you know, you have to, a, a great referee or a good referee really can make or break a match, not only with how they officiate it, but also in working with the talent inside the ring. Obviously, commentators, they're telling you stories and they're not only calling move by move, but also, you know, telling stories or things that, you know, the company is trying to get built. Um, so for me, I've always tried to just, understand my role and just fill my role. Like I, I always say I try and fill my role quietly, even though I'm holding the microphone and I'm announcing, you know, 10 times on, on a pay-per-view. Um, so I guess I just want to continue doing that, continue what I've been doing for so long and continue to do it hopefully at a high level. Um, you know, if I feel like uh, for whatever reason, I'm starting to not do it at a high level, then I'm going to take a step back and look and see, okay, well, should I be doing this anymore? Maybe bring, maybe real one will do that for me if I start screwing up. But, um, you know, I, I, I was thinking recently too, and I do it all the time. You know, I'm 48 now. Uh, how many more years do I have? You know, so a couple more years for me, two and a half more years will be, will be 20 with ring of honor. That's a solid number. Um, you know, I've got two daughters in college, um, so I have, you know, free time on my hands. So as far as that, so, you know, to me, I just want to keep doing my thing, keep playing my part. I always say too, no, one's ever paid to see me, you know, people, people are paying to see talent. I've of course, over the years, I've had people, family, you know, friends or whatever, come watch or check out events I'm announcing, but no one's ever paid to see me. No one's going to pay to see me. I would pay to see Howard Finkel, but I'm not, you know, no one's going to pay to see me. There was only one of him. So I've always just tried to keep myself grounded and realize what my role is and just try and do it flawlessly as flawlessly as I can and, and contribute to the, to the, to the uh, TV product and the pay-per-view product the best I can. That's all. And, and Bobby, I got to thank you. And I've, I've said this to you before, but you've been a big supporter of this show early on. And I remember it. I, and I, we actually, I carry on the show and I reminded him of this that I remember, I guess it was between 10 and 11 years ago now, believe it or not, uh, when I went to a Ring of Honor show and it was bu when Busted Open first started and you gave me the opportunity to announce one of the matches. And I remember Gary Silkin being like, pulling you aside, I'm like, what are you doing? Who the yeah. hell is this guy? Yeah. He's the host yeah. of Busted Open. I, I, I never heard that. Nobody else has either. All right, fine. Let him do one match and you're – be thankful it's not a pay-per-view. So thank you. For, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, I, that's for, say, yeah, it's funny. Like you said, what, what's busted open? I think you were on two days a week at that time or yeah. something. You know? And uh, yeah, luckily, Carrie liked me and he trusted my opinion. So he's uh, he, he let me go with it. But I do remember he's like, what are you doing? Why why is this guy announcing that? <laughs> Who's at the, is that Manhattan Center of all places, you know? Yeah. So um, yeah, no, it's uh, 
you've always been good with me. You're a good guy. I like to bust your chops, but you're a good guy. And uh, we've always uh, we've always had good times. 19 years of Ring of Honor, the anniversary show this Friday on pay-per-view fight TV. And of are course, we gonna- Roosh. Oh. What's that? Are we, we going to talk about that at all? Or sure. Are we, are we short on time? I got all day. No, I, I, I was actually going to transit. That's called the transition piece. Oh, Bobby, thought, to get into the show. Sounded like you were wrapping up. So I got nervous. I was just about to ask you about the main event between Roosh and Jay lethal for the ring of honor championship. So, I mean, Roosh has been kind of like your championship, the face of that title for the last couple of years with ring of honor. Talk about this matchup that we're going to see on Friday night. Roosh is, uh, uh, listen, you want to hear, you want to hear a shoot? Uh, go ahead. Roosh scares the hell out of me. Uh, (laughs) no one ever knows what he's going to do. He is the most unpredictable I think he's the most unpredictable wrestler I've ever seen in all my years of Ring of Honor. And we have to remember someone like the Necro Butcher was in Ring of Honor. So, yes. uh, you know, he, he he is a, first of all, a tremendous athlete, a tremendous look to him, a lot of intensity. But I, I never pay attention more to a match than I do when he's out there. Um, you know, he will chuck people into my table. Uh, without me knowing, he will. I mean, I remember. I think it was when he won the world title against Matt Taven for the first time in Las Vegas. It was on a pay per view, and uh, he literally picked Taven up and body slammed him on Ian Riccoboni's commentary table with the headsets, the the sound boxes, the monitors, all this stuff here. I'm like, what in the hell? I've never seen anyone like, you know, do this stuff. I'm like, so he is crazy unpredictable. Uh, which I think is part of his uh, attraction. You know, he he is intensity from the moment he gets out there. Um, and he's, you know, I, I think I had made a comment recently that um, since Samoa Joe, for sure, he is the most um, physically dominant Ring of Honor world champion that we've had. So, and that says a lot because there's been a lot of yep. champions between Samoa Joe and Roosh. Um, and then, of course, you mentioned Jay Lethal earlier, just, you know, the, we call him the franchise um, MVP. You can call him whatever you want, but he is uh, top flight still after all these years of, you know, we started doing stuff with Jersey all pro then goes to ring of honor, then goes to TNA. Now he's back in ring of honor for several years. And we have to remember he's still in his low thirties. He's still, he's still Great. got a, a ton of years left, ten of quality um top flight years left in his career, which is kind of scary when you think about how good he's been already. Um, so, you know, lethal trying to become a three-time world champion against Roosh, who has just been ex- just dominant, um, you know, in, in his, in his title defenses. Um, it's that's, that's a pretty good top of the card. And then also to a match that I wanted to get into with you and EC three, obviously a big buzz around him now permanently with ring of honor. And you just said, Somebody who's been there since day one, Jay Briscoe, in a match on Friday night. This one, this one's in, this one is intense too. It's uh, you picked uh, the top two in, intense matches on this pay per view. Uh, this is uh, this has been building on Ring of Honor TV for a while. Uh, EC3 has come in. This is not the EC3. If people haven't seen EC3 recently uh, and remember his TNA World Champion days, or this is not EC3 from back then. This is a completely. Yeah reinvented ec3 um he looks different first of all i i 
the shape he's in is absolutely incredible. Um, you know, it's almost like I should stand next to him. We could be a before and after or something like that because he is uh, <laughs> in tremendous shape. But um, yeah, he and uh, he's come into this has been like I said going on our, our TV show for a while. He he seems to. I'm not sure what his deal is yet. Um, he acts very weird. He doesn't say much, but he definitely has some sort of an issue with Jay Briscoe. He talks like he re- respects Jay Briscoe and how long Jay Briscoe has been around and Jay Briscoe never left and came back or anything. But then he, he disrespects Jay Briscoe in other ways. And that's turned Jay Briscoe off. I, you know, I've seen multiple times DC three has offered the code of honor, the handshake, to uh, Jay Briscoe and Jay Briscoe wants nothing to do with it because he doesn't know where EC3 is coming from either. So I don't know what to expect in this match uh, either. I would assume that, um, you know, things are going to break down and they're going to be beating the hell out of each other because there seems to be some tension there. And then also for the ring of honor, pure championship, Jonathan Gresham against Dak. That's a big matchup. Mark Briscoe against Flip Gordon and Matt Taven against Vincent. I mean, it's nine huge matches that we're going to see on Friday night for the 19th anniversary show. So make sure you either get it on pay-per-view or watch it on fight TV and Bobby, man, I'm looking forward to Friday night, but I'm looking forward to more ring of honor. And of course, when the world finally opens and we can get fans back in the building. Absolutely. And I just want to regress real quick. Just about the Taven and Vincent match. Um, This is going to be very different. Uh, This this match is not happening at the pay-per-view arena. Uh, This match is taking place. uh, A challenge was laid out from Vincent to meet uh, for Taven to meet him at a place that they both started at, which happens to be uh, the building that I announced my first match in, in 1994. My first indie match ever announced. Uh, a, a, wait till you see this place. A, a very unique, awesome venue. Uh, but this, is, this isn't this is really going to be a match. This is going to be a brawl and a fight. Uh, I don't even know if we're going to have a referee there or whatever, but I do know this camera is going to be there and it's going to catch it. So that'll be part of the pay-per-view. And um, so, yeah, it's, 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 I don't shell stuff. I just talk about what I believe in. And obviously I believe uh, anytime we put a pay-per-view out there, then we always deliver with the stuff uh, that's in the ring. And in this case, one match that won't be in a ring. Um, and it, it's going to be good stuff. And, you know, you mentioned it's on regular pay-per-view. Fight TV carries it. And also, if people who aren't Arna Club members sign up for Arna Club for 10 bucks, watch, uh, get to watch this event. It's uh, pretty good value. Well, Bobby, happy belated birthday. Happy anniversary to Ring of Honor. And I'm looking forward to Friday night. Thanks for the time, as always. The Greca, thank you, as always. Nice to see you. I'm not even going to bust balls today. I'm just going to be very really? nice. Yeah, I'm not wow. even. It must be because I turned 48. Uh, I've turned over a new leaf. I'm not even going to bust your chops. I'm just going to be nice. Uh, I, I, oh, uh, by the way, I have this. Your, your wife will be getting this guy. You think he looks like me? <laughs> it, it looks a little like Justin Roberts. I got to be honest with you. But if you tell me it's you. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Maybe it'll sell better if it looks like Justin because. He's no. Younger. Oh, uh, he's younger and better looking than me. So That's not true. That is not true. Bobby <laughs> Cruz, you're a handsome man, my friend. All right. Well, good. I, I, you're just jealous because you thought Doug was going to be the one 
that was going to continue on with the show. And then it was me. And I threw completely threw you off. You thought it was going to be more of it. Right or wrong, you thought it was going to be more of it. Well, you undercut him. You want to get into that story? How you, uh, how you, you know, you planted the seed to get rid of him? Uh, I don't know if you want to get into that story. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Bobby. I appreciate it, man. All right, David. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.